Welcome to the Workplace Chameleon. This is Dr. Selena. Hey, how you doing? Okay, so today I want to talk about risk. And I feel like there's a risk every single time I hit record, because if you hang out for me with me for very long, you'll know I like to wing it. Okay, I do like a plan and I schedule to my plan, but everything else after that is pretty well on the fly. I like spontaneous. I like unknowns, but somehow they have to be within a framework. Like, I can see where we're going. I can know what the vision is, but I'm making and remaking whatever it looks like from here to there. And that's really what I want to be able to share with you out of my training work for this episode, seeing the road ahead. Now, here in the Midwest, I'm located in Iowa. We've had some pretty nasty winter weather recently. And if you have ever driven in some sort of heavy, harsh weather, whether that's snow or sleet or hurricanes here in Iowa right now, it is it is snow. We have a phrase, just keep it between the ditches. Somehow you've got to be able to see through the muck, determine where the road is, and always I want us getting to our destination safely. So what does that look like when we can't see the road ahead of us, when we just aren't sure what's coming next? In the work I do with businesses in employee behavior and driving organizational results, it's always this mix of the organization and the person and where they intersect. And if we look at driving results, whatever results mean to you in your organization, we have this human factor of should we or should we not? Do we try this or not? And what we probably quickly identify is that we each have a different tolerance for risk. Now, financial advisors will ask you what your risk tolerance is for your investment, or maybe you have it staged at different risk uh, numbers based on where you are, if you're earlier in your career or later in your career and you're willing to or not to take as much risk with your investment or your retirement savings, right? So the conversation comes up in other parts of our life. But what does this look like within our organization in just trying to get work done together? So if leaders need to see where people are at and take them towards that goal, the vision, whatever they will pursue together, I love to remind us that leaders need to be clear on where we're going, but flexible in how they get there. But the methodology of bringing people with us, one of the elements is our risk tolerance. So for a leader, they may be willing to take some risk or they may not. And maybe someone on their team wants them to take more risk, but they don't want to. What happens in our thinking? When the unknowns seem massive, I know in my own life right now, I got got some pretty big unknowns. 
how do I plan when the road is not clear? So unknowns in companies really refers to any areas of uncertainty or risk that could potentially impact your operations, your profitability, or your future prospects. What do you look like in the future? These can be big macro kind of ideas to changes in technology, shifts in consumer behavior, something so dramatically that will disrupt your business that you have to change. Well, in my own business, I've got a pretty transformational change going on right now that could be a benefit. But we also know that with so many shifts and transitions going on for some businesses, it means loss of jobs. So examples of unknowns could include changes in the competitive landscape, regulatory changes, shifts in preferences, entrance into our market, maybe a lower cost substitution or a new rival that splits our market or just plain resources, the availability of resources. We're feeling that right now in supply chain for a lot of the companies that I train and consult with when we can't get parts or raw goods. It's an unknown for what we can deliver. So what is unknown to you in your business? If I combine that with what that means for us to be able to lead better in organizations, leaders need to view risk in organizations as an opportunity to create some sort of advantage. And of course, when I say advantage, I don't mean by manipulation, but through a risk management process, we can identify, assess, we can prioritize potential risks, but then we develop strategies to minimize their potential impact. Even if we can't stop that risk from coming our way, we can be more prepared. What we also, though, need to do is bring employees along in that conversation. As I love to point out on the employee behavior side, when we don't tell them, they make it up. And it's never best case case scenario, it's worst case. So leaders also need to encourage their employees to talk about risk. Employees take risks every day And we want to make sure that we're aligned in which ones they take that move our organization forward and create value. We want to take care of of our team, but do they know what our risk tolerance is? You do that in sharing your strategy, in coaching them. You have to give them some signals for the road ahead. This might be in a yearly update or a quarterly town hall or a monthly staff meeting. We don't talk about the future to scare people. We talk about the future to be ready. And when the road is full of blizzard, snow blowing across and drifting, don't leave them to wonder. Okay. Sounds good, maybe, hopefully, you're still listening. But what do leaders need to do to deal with uncertainty? Because I think if we're a little bit more comfortable in our own brain about it, we're going to be more comfortable talking about it in our teams. 
Here are a couple of things I think about. Number one, we need to know that uncertainty is inevitable. So leaders need to accept that uncertainty is an unavoidable part of the business and then focus on strategies to manage it. But number two is we have to accept some muck, M-U-C-K, ambiguity. So instead of trying to avoid the uncertainty, embrace it and use it as an opportunity to innovate. Embrace the muck. There's a a new sticker I should create, right? But it's true, right? This is going to be messy. It is already. So embrace it. No, yep. We don't know what the answer is, yet we're confident we're going to figure it out. Number three, we have to encourage some open dialogue. Leaders need to create an atmosphere so that within our team, we can talk about uncertainty or the likelihood of certain events. We have to be able to run different kinds of scenarios. Because number four, we need to develop a plan, a contingency plan that when unexpected events occur, here is how we shift. So we are prepared and maybe not the exact situation that comes up, but something like it. Yet the muscle memory from scenario planning is already in place. We can actually take on unknown scenarios better because we've done the heavy lifting. We've done the prep. Yet as leaders, we have to remain flexible. I love the phrase, and I might say it every episode for the rest of however long I'm doing episodes, is Change is going to be, change is going to happen, but being change ready is a choice. We have to continue to normalize doubt during change. So we need to adjust strategies and plans in light of new developments. We have to remain flexible. We also need to do that paired with utilizing data. Leaders need to use data and information to help them make decisions in times of uncertainty. When pressure goes up, we have to be able to access our resources even more. So we need to know who to access, where to access it. Because in those moments when it counts the most, you don't want to be inventing your process to do it. As leaders, it's so important that we seek out other perspectives, not perspectives that are just going to tell us what we want to hear, but from our team, our colleagues, mentors, especially when we're struggling a decision. Now, if my husband happens to be listening to this, he would tell you, I need to do it more often because I live in that struggle. My team would probably also mirror that when I'm struggling with a decision I don't always tell other people what's going on in my head. And here's what I've learned and still learning. I make better decisions when I talk it through with someone else. We can then look at pros and cons of those different options. We can weigh the risks. We can consider potential outcomes. And if it's outside of my head, of course, that's always better. A leader needs to take time to reflect on a situation. And as I love to point out, intuition is critical. You got to listen to your gut, but you got to, here's my uh, triangle, gut plus data plus perspective. 
seeing the road ahead understands that there is a certain amount of risk. And we have to be able to make good judgments. This is the accumulation of considered decisions that we decide whether someone has good judgment or not. And we've got to use that judgment to manage risk. So risk is that when an unplanned condition occurs, risk management is we have a set of activities then to manage the situation and the organization with regard to that risk. Start with naming your unknowns. Now, okay, let's start with what we know. Known knowns are events that are expected, and so they involve just a very little uncertainty. You know what you know. I know some things about my business. They're known knowns. But known unknowns are uncertainties that we know exist, but we really just don't know much about their probability or impact. Known unknowns. Our biggest one, unknown unknowns. Our risks that we don't know exist. They are events that blindside an organization or individuals or entire cultures. So with risk, there are internal and preventable ones. There are strategic risks where we accept a certain amount of uncertainty that an organization is willing to take on when we commit to a strategy. And there are external risks where there are sources of uncertainty outside of the organization beyond our control. Maybe today, just pause. Can you name your organization's risk tolerance? Do they tolerate risk at a high level where they tend to take on uncertainty more than other like companies or maybe even just individually or as a team? Or do they tend to shy away and play it more cautious? and not willing to take on as much risk. So that may show up as not pursuing some of those strategies that are riskier or not spending as much, not pursuing as much, staying much more in our comfort zone. Every organization needs to understand this. And if you're working in an organization that you're not sure they're having these kinds of conversations you can navigate it better by just understanding what that might be from your senior leader team. Maybe identifying how well they navigate risks, knowns and unknowns can help you be more effective in your role. It's really the organization's strategic goals and the degree of risk that helps them achieve their goals or interferes with that goals. And an organization's characteristic attitude towards that risk is heavily influenced by leadership and culture. Some organizations are simply risk averse. They avoid choices in which the gains are low and the costs are high. Others are risk seeing, willing to see um, hazards and potential, even though there is little guarantee of success. Organizations with limited resources may be more risk averse, and yet 
another one may take chances that um, others would not. Part of the reason I bring this up today is seeing the road ahead in a strategic thinking systems environment. This is part of a series where we're just looking at some of these other skill sets. So no matter what job you're in, I want you more situationally aware. You can probably think of one company in your background and another company in your background and frame it around this risk conversation and they have different types of risk tolerance. Risk responses could include that we just plain avoid it. We eliminate the cause of the risk. Maybe sometimes we accept it and we just have contingency plans. Maybe we might reduce or share that risk by giving it to somebody else. We might outsource it. We might uh, insure it or we mitigate it. We reduce the probability or the impact of that risk. There are different things we can do with risk management. We need to stay aware of the potential areas where we take on risk or not. The services, our work, who we contract with, our geography, Anybody we've got relationships with, customers, vendors, suppliers, other business partners. We see it with pricing and cost fluctuations. We see it with how flexible we are versus someone else. What happens if there's a service failure? What is the risk to our reputation and brand? There's so many. But to see the road ahead, you have to know where you are even in my winter driving scenario, right? I got to know where I am to understand what can I do with this? Am I between the ditches? Do I need to pull over? Hmm. Simple illustration, but maybe today as part of this work and my offering to you is name the risk tolerance, know where you are individually and the company around you. Name your known knowns and your known unknowns and your unknown unknowns. Recognize what you need to do to increase your ability as a leader to talk about risk and shape conversations around you so others feel more included. Identify what those common risk points are in your role, your team, your department, or your company and understand what your options are. Could you avoid it, mitigate it, transfer it, or just accept it? We make better decisions when we listen to our gut, we gather some data, and we get other perspective. When you've been able to think through some of that, bring someone else into the conversation because you will make better moves as a professional in any organization, when you understand how risk, risk management, and your ability to move within those conditions is stronger, more insightful, and when you can lead conversations on it. So for today, on behalf of the Workplace Committee, thank you for learning something new today. 
keep smashing those mental health stigmas, and as always, make good choices. Until next time, this is Dr. Selena.